Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Join us for authentic conversations about the global yoga ecosystem, and we'll cover yoga philosophies and methodologies along the way. Inhale, exhale. We're about to dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. Today, I am welcoming Michelle Shanti Williams onto the show. She is from Belize, and she is a conscious community leader, a philanthropist, a self-transformation coach, and the founder of Om Shanti Belize, which is a five-star rated retreat and wellness center and Yoga Alliance registered school for yoga and wellness. She's also the founder of Rhythm of Change Belize, a nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing evolutionary tools of progressive action, including yoga and meditation, to all communities throughout Belize. In 2016, she founded the Belize Yoga Festival. And I also want to mention she's a master yoga meditation and breathwork teacher deeply rooted in the Himalayan yoga Vedantic tradition trained in the Himalayas, in India, in Vedic and Tantric, Transcendental Wisdom, Tantra, Kriya, Nada, uh, Himalayan Kundalini, Laya, Hatha Vinyasa. She is truly a stellar, stellar guest, and I am so honored to welcome her onto the show today. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. I'm very grateful that you um, you reached out to me, and I'm very honored to be here and to share a little bit of um, you know yoga happening in Belize and my experiences, so on and so forth. So I'm incredibly grateful and welcome and big hugs from beautiful Belize. Thank you. So to kick off our conversation, I would love just to ask Michelle how yoga came into your life. If you consider like gym yoga, I, when I was in college and university in New York, I was, um, I I started yoga in that way. And I think we actually had yoga in school here in Belize, but just asana, um, physical yoga. Uh, It was actually introduced to me in the most profound way in uh, a treatment center for depression that I went to and I stayed at for about a month. And that's when I was introduced to yoga in the most transformational way. Although it was very simple, it affected me in such a profound way. That and meditation and uh, Reiki and acupuncture, all these modalities that I actually, healing modalities that I actually offer here at Om Shanti. And so that's when I realized that it had to be a part of my life um, just to maintain that um, mental stability that I'd yearned for. Uh, most of my adult life. And so that's really when I was introduced to it. Unknowingly, um, you know, they, there was a lot more depth even from then that I that I had yet to experience. And so, yes, that's, was, that's how yoga was introduced to me. And, um, and it's been part of my life. And it's been my life, 
actually since then. You've been trained in so many amazing different uh, paths of yoga and modalities of yoga. I would love to hear more about where you were trained and who your teachers were. Oh, sure. Um, well, when I, when I decided that I wanted to be a yoga teacher, it was my mom actually that recommended that I, if I'm going to study yoga, I needed to go to the birthplace. And so I ended up going to, um, and doing a 500 hour in a school in Rishikesh. Uh, and then I came back and I, and I opened, and it was a Hatha based practice and I opened Om Shanti. Um, but it wasn't really until I was inadvertently introduced when I, when I was doing my 300 hour in, in Rishikesh, I was introduced to Anand Mehrota and Sattva Yoga. And it took about five years after that before I actually went and, and was trained by him. So I have to say, though, that you, you, you mentioned that it's different paths, but in actual fact, Anand teaches and the, the Sattva practice, which is the Himalayan Yoga Vedantic tradition, that they're all one path. It's just an integrative approach that we use. So they're all parts of yoga to help us be as integrated human beings as we possibly can. And so it involves all the modalities that are in my bio. It involves sacred rituals. It involves uh, Jyotish, Vedic astrology. They're all these tools that God really gave us to evolve and to become and to step into really our true potential. And it wasn't until I, you know, I had the honor of immersing myself in this ancient practice with Anand and his teachings, that I realized the true meaning of yoga and how yoga is really supposed to be practiced. And it was at that point that there was another leap in my evolution, huge leap forward. The wisdom through yogic holy texts, the Bhagavad Gita, the Vedas, it's all part of the, the beautiful science called yoga. It seems like it's different modalities, but it's all, it all, it's all a path leading to one, really, one path. And that's unity. That's unity. That's unity consciousness. That's compassion. That's, that's unconditional love, which is what yoga is. <laughs> I love getting to talk about the, the path of yoga that transcends the asana. That is just something I love getting to shed a light on. Um, and I'm glad we're dipping into the different modalities as being just the steps on the ladder to ascend and to connect and to, to go deeper. And I did some yoga courses in Rishikesh as well. That's a, a second home for me. Can I ask what school you were at in Rishikesh? Uh, Shiva Yoga Peace. I actually did my 200 and 300 hour, um, yeah, Shiva Yoga Peace. And then, and then I did other um, courses and trainings in the United States. I, would, I was constantly wanting to learn more. And ironically enough, I had set up my yoga school already and I decided I wanted to go and I, I had taken some of Anand's classes at the International Yoga Festival in Rishikesh and I was kind of blown away. And I'd actually recommended people to go to his school. And so I decided to go for a break for me. And then that's when um, I realized that it was really the connection with the, with the teachings 
was really profound. And I had some really, really beautiful experiences while at Sattva. Um, so, yeah, the first one was Shiga, Shiva Yoga P. Um, and then, of course, Sattva Yoga. Wonderful. So I've heard you talk, um, I watched your recording at the Belize International Yoga Festival, and you said that yoga is a technology for humanity. I would love for you to explain to our listeners more about what you mean by that. Well, if you're looking, if you look at yoga in the way I speak of as an integrative practice, so it's using not just one technique in isolation, but using it as a whole. If you believe in uh, Jyotish Vedic astrology, which is kind of like the blueprint of our past life, our present life, and the potential that we can express in our future, what yoga does is, uh, through the practices of our tradition, it gives us the tools to strengthen where we need strengthening, and it gives us the tools to support. So it gives us that insight um, of what practices we need to, to, to incorporate to be able to really maneuver through life elegantly. In that respect, it is really that practice of evolution, that really that technology of humanity, because once we as individuals evolve, then our community and the collective as, as a whole evolves. And that's where it's important to understand yoga beyond releasing tension, beyond um, helping with you know, stress reduction, those things are valid and it does do those things, meditation and all those things. But to really step in and to have that insight of your potential in life and knowing the tools and the practices that will really help you, like I said, to help strengthen and to help support is valuable. And in that respect, it really is the technology of humanity. In all the all the texts, it's it's there. So, the and also you know, jnana knowledge that that um, uh, vidya, the the correct knowledge of humanity, knowing what that correct knowledge is. And so that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you asked me that question because sometimes I wonder if people understand, like understand what it means, to understand the depth. And the beauty in what yoga is, that beautiful gift from God of what really yoga is. It's, um, so I'm so grateful that you asked me that question. Oh, I'm grateful as well for all that you're doing for your community and for the community at large to shine that light on how yoga is a science of inner transformation. Like, oh, I just love that. And I thought it was so eloquent and so surprising, too, to hear you describe it as the technology for humanity to kind of take that word and bring it to the word technology and bringing it into the yogic field. Um, it felt it really resonated with me. Um, so I'm really grateful for that explanation you offered, Michelle. So this might be a, a tough question, but I was wondering what do you think is the most crucial issue facing the global yoga community today? One of the things that I see clearly is this uh, competitive nature of traditions. That tradition isn't valid enough or that tradition isn't old enough or that tradition isn't rooted in certain things. And I think one of the things that yoga teaches us and it's at the most fundamental and simplistic way is unity. So it's, I think one of the things that we, we're 
we're faced with now, because yoga is becoming more and more relevant and because the different aspects of yoga are becoming more and more relevant beyond the asana, there is this element of, um, in a sense, spiritual uh, dictatorship or, you know, you, you, I am, I'm, I'm a so-and-so and so, so I know better. Sometimes, and, you know, I, I, I teach it to my students and Ananda always says it, you know, the person that knows the least is actually the person that knows the most. And so I, I think there's an element of being rooted in a tradition, but also having deep respect for other traditions that maybe do things a little bit different, but it's on the same path. It's all on the same path. And that actually includes... Christianity, it includes um, the Islam faith, it includes Hinduism. In my tradition, Christ is a master, you know, he's part of our tradition. And, and so I think beyond the obvious uh, yoga, yogic traditions, I think it's dealing with thinking your spiritual path is the path and just being open. It is my opinion that uh, spiritual paths, in, or let's say religions, was really um, developed to, to create unity, to gather people together, to really uh, acknowledge the divine. But along the way, you know, and as our ego mentality steps into place, it, there is that thing, you know, there is that concept, those concepts that come into play now where if you're not a Christian, well, then you're doomed. If you're not a Muslim, then, then you're doomed. If you're not a this, then you're doomed. And I think in actual fact that is that is the biggest problem that we're facing right now and all religions have yoga in it you know all religions i feel fundamentally comes out of yoga and so that really is uh i think that's the one of the bigger crises that we that we we're dealing with right now and i think once that is eliminated, I think we'll be living in a much more heart-based world and all the things of, you know, that, that's occurring within our human existence will kind of become, will be depleted. But that I would definitely say that once we hold on to something and think that it is the only thing, it separates, it divides, doesn't it? And that's not yoga. That's such a good point. Anything that seeks to divide and to isolate, I think it is so counter to the path of yoga and counter to what can benefit all of humanity right now um, or forever. But I think right now, especially we're learning in this global community and in crisis right now, how much we do need um, unity and we need to stand together and we need to not just feel like we are one tree, just one tree. It's like we're in a forest of trees. Um, so I think that that's really a powerful message to pass on to our listeners, the importance of looking outside of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a path, but when you when you uh, speak ill or you don't feel the other path can be inclusive, it, then there definitely causes a problem. But, you know, I have a, a beautiful story to tell. And when I started, I was actually appointed the 
coordinator for the International Day of Yoga in 2015 by the government of India here in Belize. And I'd already gathered a following, but I'd also gotten some really um, significant pushback from fundamental Christians and some Catholics. I was born a Catholic and I, I go to church with my mom, a church that is uh, run by Jesuit priests. And so I went to the priest that was running the program and I said, Father Matt, I need your help. And he's like, what's that? And I said, I'm planning the International Day of Yoga and I really want you to help me promote it. And he's like, sure, what do I have to do? And I said, okay, great. I said, but I just need, and you need to know that there's some, there's some pushback. He was so funny. He said to me, you tell those people that there are Jesuit priests that are also Buddhist monks. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's meant to be like. Uh, and then I told him, because it kind of surprised me, his feedback. I didn't think he was, I, th I always knew he was going to support me, but I didn't know that there was going to be that level of support. And so I said, but you need to know, like, I chant Vedic mantras and I do, and he said, Michelle, everybody connects with God in a different way. You connect the way is good for you. And every single priest that has been there since then has been as open or even more open. The other day that I was in mass with my mom, you know, there were, he was, um, Father, Father Zipfel was talking about, you know, the connection between Hinduism and Christianity and how the, the paths kind of are parallel and different things. So I think once you have that perception and once you're at that level of consciousness, that's when we can change things. You know, that's when things can happen. And so I'm super grateful for them. And, you know, it was a huge success. We got 500 people in a room. And I didn't even know that many people knew about yoga back then. So those are the, those are the, those are the inspirational stories that I like to tell. And those are the stories that, that remind me every time it becomes difficult that there is, there, there are people out there that are, um, that are supportive of you and supportive of yoga. And, and like I said, even though they are, they are Christians, they're Jesuits, they're open and they see the connectivity and they see the um, benefit in the collaboration and the, the love between, between people of different paths because it all leads to the same. <laughs> when I brought up, you know, my, one of my biggest concerns, there is that story that helps to kind of, um, bring about a light to that, um, that there is work being done, uh, collaborative work, work that's heart-based and, um, and that's it. Once you're heart-based, all the other things fall apart. Once it's right in the heart, everything else becomes irrelevant because, you know, like yoga teaches, sat chitananda, our, our, the truth of our existence, the truth of our consciousness is bliss. It's bliss and it's nothing else. And once, and the bliss comes, cosmic consciousness comes from the heart, anahata. When we can relate from heart to heart, all the other intricacies and um, differences become irrelevant and they actually become a beautiful learning curve, uh, you know, to learn about somebody else's belief and to, to appreciate it in a way like that is, is what yoga is really about. 
Oh, I love that story. That is such a light-based story, a celebratory moment of when there was pushback and when there was something uncomfortable and you were moving through it. And I love that you just went and you said, I need help. Those words are so powerful in, in any part of our path to ask for help and to seek that out. I'm, I'm really glad you did, but I do want to ask something now, Michelle, I'm so excited to talk to you about it, about rhythm of change. Ah, I can't wait. Rhythm of change seems like such an incredible nonprofit. I love what you're doing in the prison system in Belize with the women who are in prison. It seems like you have ambassadors from rhythm of change doing work in schools and with, I think with in, with people with diabetes, even like, I would just love to hear more about your projects if you don't mind telling us about it. Rhythm of Change really was born out of Seva, of community. Out of the blue one day, a friend of mine asked me to go and teach yoga to um, a day of healing. And it was the day of, it, it's actually called Days of Healing. And it was, a, it's a day every month that brought the, all the gang members in Belize together for one day of unity and one day of healing to try to end the, the gang violence that was taking place in Belize. And I agree. And, um, and so I started to teach yoga on the streets in Belize City in all these gang areas. So I just go with some mats, place them on the street. And during the days of healing, the kids would come and we'd do, we'd do yoga and they loved it. And then it became a little bit difficult because it became more of a party. And so I had to go to the same priest and I said to him, can I start teaching it in your school? Because I'm having a problem with keeping it under control on the streets. And he said, sure. So we started to do an after school program that became very, very successful. They were seeing a lot of uh, behavioral changes, uh, ed, uh, academic changes in the students. And from there, people spoke, and then we had the Ministry of Human Development contact me to start doing yoga in the youth hostel, which is like a detention center for kids with behavioral problems. And then we started, and then I started to do it there. And then from there, the prison heard, and then it went on and on and on and on. I started to work with the females really by chance because. I was at the prison doing some work with my friend Ambassador Shabazz. She was renovating the the female section, and I told her, I said, you know, I really want to get in here and work in the prison. There's some they won't they have a fear of me coming and 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 working. And um, she said, let me fix that. And it, it turned out at the ceremony today, she kind of declared it without the, the authorities even knowing that Michelle will be starting yoga here, and everybody was like looking, and it, that's how it kind of just started without any really thought thought but then it just progressed and then people saw the work and they wanted to get involved and then everybody that came all the I used to have a lot of guest teachers that would come out of Om Shanti and they would come with me to do different projects because for the for a long time it was me doing it really by myself and then they would get involved and they would stay for a period of time and help and then it just grew and then uh the government of India offered Rhythm of Change some scholarships to send Belizeans to India to learn yoga. And then part of their um, exchange would be to 
work with in programs in Belize. And so I, that's when I started to get help. I would permanent help. I would have different yoga teachers at the hostel, some doing at the prison, some at the female section, some at the schools, and then I would still be doing it. But that's how we kind of got um, people involved. And then, you know, I think it's just, I would wake up one day and think, I need this. I need that. I need this. That's when I woke up one day and thought, we need a festival. I need a fundraising event. So in Belize International Yoga Festival came to mind and I went to register it and I came back and my mom is like, what? Where is this going to happen? I said, I don't know how it's going to happen yet, but it's going to happen. And I, somehow it will fit into place. And it did. And so, you know, we, we evolved from there. And then as more of my sangha, learned about it the more they wanted to become involved and so we had some people doing fundraising in Italy to you know just to fundraise because I wanted to be able to pay the teachers and now um you know we have a breathwork program in the with the females um that was done from a, a satva sister of mine in um in Rishikesh um Lisa who is the founder of uh, transformational yoga so she's got that going and then one of my students who now has a yoga studio in the capital of Belize and is also a Rhythm of Change ambassador, she's just finished a program for seniors that we're going to incorporate. These are all virtual um, classes that they can access um, with a big screen um, simply because of COVID. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're now during COVID, like in October, I woke up and I thought we need to do something for the kids that are doing these virtual classes they need something and so I by chance had the number of the CEO of the Ministry of Education in my phone and I texted her one morning early and I said if you do you need this and she came back and she said yes and so we went from that to um, well if we were going to start a program for the kids we need to get the teachers to buy in and then people just came into my life the executive director of Rock Now Rihanna just kind of walked up at um, the cafe uh, of Shanti and basically said, hey, um, I'm a teacher and I'm also a positive psychologist and I'd really like to teach at your center because I'm visiting. And then she visited and then she ended up working with Rock and now she's the executive director. And it just, everything fell into place. And then she actually prepared a complete program using yogic um, techniques for the teachers for professional personal and professional development that the Ministry of Education will actually use as continuing education hours. Along the path when I was teaching yoga on the streets and actually in the prison um, and in the youth hostel I wanted to get more of a grounding on how to teach or more of a technique on how to teach children's yoga to make it really fun. And so I went and took a course in um, in Miami years ago and I got to be good friends with Anne from Asana Alphabet and so when I was looking for a curriculum for the Ministry of Education I called Anne and I told her what I wanted and she said I'm going to do it and I said but I need it to be Belizeanized I need you to include Belizean animals I need you to include Belizean locations I need you and it all came into place so now we have a full curriculum that's being filmed that's going to be uploaded for school children from deep south villages all the way to north villages, east, west, to be able to access during their school hours. And I'm lobbying for the Ministry of Education to make it a daily thing every morning, you know, for half an hour, they do some sort of yoga. So that's where we're at now, you know, and um, 
the more it evolves, the more people come into my life that will help me in a certain way. And I'm going to cry. I usually cry when I say this because it has been such an incredible journey, you know, <clears throat> one where sometimes you don't even plan anything. It just an idea comes in your mind and you express it and somebody manifests it for you. So, uh, that's been my journey <laughs> so far. Oh, that is incredible. And, and the word manifest, that's how I feel like when listening to you talk, it's like one thing, it just, I mean, we all have those thoughts, right? Where something comes and we're, oh, that's inspiring. Or, oh yeah, I love that idea. Oh, but you, you actually send the text or it seems like you, you push it into the universe in a way that out comes a woman who says, oh, you know, I, I'm a positive psychologist, yoga teacher. And then now she's the executive director. Like that amount of serendipity, it just feels really like you're on the right path. Like what kind of affirmation is that? That's amazing. Even last year's festival, because of COVID, you know, we had to do it virtual. And I was like, I am not like a virtual person. And somehow, you know, people research stuff to be able to get it done. And we, and we got the financing out of I don't know where, because so many people were saying that, you know, so many of our sponsors were like, we don't have the money this year, but we got it and we got it done. And it, it's online right now still. We had 44 people from 44 different countries submit a video, a yoga class, you know, as well as our Belizean, um, Belizean yoga yoga. Uh, teachers. So it was truly an, a Belize International Yoga Festival, which is a name. And uh, and I looked at it the other day, and it, I think we have like over 100,000 views. So just those things, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm not going to let a year pass. This was last year without us happening. And I think it's even more relevant now than ever to have these practices offered to people. And we made it free. So anybody could log in and, you know, join a class and join a discussion. And yes, it's been, um, it's been a beautiful journey so far. <laughs> I look back with, um, with awe, with awe of the talent that has supported me. The talent and the interest and the sincere wish to be a part of something that is beyond any of us, really. That's amazing. And yeah, awe is a perfect word. And Michelle, you said that it, you made it free and that you just checked on the views, 100,000 viewers. Amazing. Um, is that something my listeners could also check out? Is that on your YouTube channel or something? Yes, we have it on. Um, I have to check because I think we have all the classes uploaded to our YouTube channel, Belize International Yoga Festival. Something that definitely it could be available for people to access. Fantastic. So we talked about rhythm of change. We haven't talked a ton about Om Shanti. Um, would you like to talk a little bit more about your, um, your wellness center and your yoga teacher training school? I'd love to hear more. The yoga center is, I, I teach primarily uh, sattva yoga th- uh, uh, classes. So it's an integrative approach to teaching yoga. We incorporate everything you know, mantra, uh, breath work, uh, Sufi practices. I mean, it's a, it's, it's multidimensional, the, the practices. 
Uh, and I also offer, uh, we have a holistic spa and we, off we offer traditional massages. I do Reiki, we do portal reflexology. Uh, we offer, uh, you know, natural treatments like uh, fruit facials and hair hydrating hair treatments. And then I also offer Jyotish readings. Also, we're offering retreats through the, my family's hotel. We have a conscious boutique hotel, so we're offering retreats through there. And the hotel is across the road. We have an organic garden that feeds our vegan vegetarian cafe, Martha's Cafe, which is my mom's cafe. So we have everything here for people to come to do retreats, uh, to do teacher trainings. Uh, so it's one of those places where you can really come um, to heal and to to learn practices that you can take back into your everyday life that will help you, like I said before, maneuver through life elegantly. One of the things that we that I say is that I'm not going to teach you to be elegantly stressed. I'm going to teach you to realize how to maneuver through life elegantly. You know, I, that's that's and that is what the, the practices do. They help you to transcend. And so that's what Om Shanti is about. It's that beautiful offering of rest, uh, renewal, release, and return to your best self. Because ultimately, we have the best self waiting to say hello again. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. So I'm sure that some of my listeners, Michelle, will want to know how to, to get in touch with you or to at least learn more or to tap into the resources or check out an online course. You have so many offerings. So what's a good way for them to learn more about you or reach out? The best way is to contact me through the website. So you go to omshantibelize.com and just send me an email via that. Or if you want to send it to me direct, you could either send it to omshantibelize at gmail.com or omshantiassistantbz at gmail.com. So you'll reach either my assistant or myself directly. And then you'll on our website, you also see our cafe and, the, and our hotel, our cottages. Um, so you see the big picture. We, um, we're located in the city on the outskirts by the water in a historic area, the Fort George, historic Fort George area by the lighthouse. Um, but we are certainly this oasis of nature and tranquility right there and then. That's pure magic. And I will link to everything, um, all of Michelle's um, uh, websites and the Rhythm of Change website and the social media platforms in the show notes and on my website at wildyogatribe.com and on my social pages. So make sure that you check out Michelle's um, online presence and make sure you get connected because it sounds like she has probably a million and one things in the works and a few more up her sleeve. So you definitely want to stay tuned to Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, it's, um, we should constantly be creating. That is the Shakti within us, you know, that creative element, that Durga quality, Madurga quality that is, that resonates. And once we tap into that, there's that flow that takes place. And if you, it's just that creative force that is undeniable and it's, it's really got nothing to do with you. That's the best part about it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me on the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. It has been a joy to have you here. 
Oh, thank you so much, Lily. Thank you so much. It was such a surprise and it was it's been such an honor. I feel so blessed to for you to have reached out to me. I'm very thankful and I'm incredibly grateful for the exposure that you're giving us and my mom and I and our business and rhythm of change and even the festival. Very grateful. And um whenever you're in Belize, please look me up and I'd be happy to host you and take care of you. You can count on that. If I'm in Belize or if I'm making travel plans over there, you will definitely hear from me. I think we would really just benefit so much from getting to sit and have a a fruit juice together and talk and teach and, and all the fun jazz. So thank you again, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode on the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast with Michelle Shanti Williams from Belize. I hope that you enjoyed learning more about all of the amazing offerings she has at Rhythm of Change, the Yoga International Festival at Belize, and her own Shanti Yoga Teacher Training School and Shala. So what I thought was most moving was talking to Michelle about her yoga as an integrative practice, um, not doing yoga in isolation or not just picking and choosing one thing or two things just to focus on, but really integrating it into your life. Also her definition of yoga as a technology for humanity, I find so inspiring. And of course, talking to her about synchronicity, which I think is is just sweet and special and beautiful. And I feel really honored she shared those stories with us today. So thank you again for tuning in and be well. Feel like getting social? Connect with me and the Wild Yoga Tribe on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Head on over to thewildyogatribe.com to tap into some pretty awesome resources. Meditate with me on Insight Timer, a free app on Apple and Android devices, and join me for a yoga class on YouTube. Jazz up your week and get a bit of yoga in your life. Remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you feel called, please share this episode with someone that you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. Thank you again, dear listener, for being with me. May your day be light and bright. May you be peaceful and happy and led on the right path, free of suffering and free of sorrow. Be well, dear one. Be well. Thank you.